Hello and welcome to the How to Live podcast. We are here for the purpose of helping us learn what it truly means to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Thank you so much for joining us. Greetings, everybody. My name is Raul Collado, and I'm here with my wife. Hi, my name is Jody Collado. So Jody, what is the topic of today's episode? Well, today's topic, the title of the episode is Rest in the Lord. And we got this title from the very scripture that we're going to be looking at today. And we're going to be looking at some verses in Psalm chapter 37. So if you're able, we invite you to go there with us. But before we begin, we're going to start with a word of prayer and just ask the Lord to be with us as we study his word. Father in heaven, we come before you. We thank you for giving us the opportunity. I pray, Father, that you will help us to understand your word. And we thank you, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Jody, may you read for us Psalm 37, verse 7. Yes. Do you mind if I read verse 1 first? Yeah. On the whole chapter, we really encourage you all to read the whole entire chapter. We're not going to be going through every verse today. But verse 1 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Verse 7, it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. What really stands out for me in verse 7 is, is the first word that says rest. Rest. Or in other, in other words, when you're resting, you really are at a standstill, your repose. So it's very similar to when in the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. So rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. So I believe this is, gives, us the, gives us the definition of what does it mean not to fret yourself or not to become agitated or irritated. Do not become irritated. Fret not yourself because of him that prospers in his way, because of the men who bring wicked devices to pass. So we're told here very clearly that there'll be men, wicked men, they'll be carrying out some schemes, and the word of God is letting us know, be still or or rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And I also like verse 5 in this psalm. It says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You know, in the world that we live in, there is so much wickedness, and there is so much talk about wickedness. And there is... You know, you can go online and just read page after page, article after article about what's going on and and the wicked things that are happening in this world. And as Christians, if we believe God at his word, it says, fret not thyself because of these evildoers. Don't worry about it. God's taking care of it. And I really think it's really important that we truly meditate on these verses because oftentimes I think a lot of Christians are forfeiting the peace that God wants to give them 
because they're focusing on what the enemy is doing and what the enemy is doing through wicked men. And that doesn't mean, and I'm not saying that means we need to be indifferent to what's going on and not be aware of what's going on and not be active and in, in doing good and helping people. It actually, in this psalm, it actually gives us instruction of what to do. And it says in verse 27, depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. So it's, you know, definitely God's not telling us to just do nothing, but he's telling us to do good and to rest in him because he's the only one who can truly take care of this. And in verse 8 of this psalm, Psalm 37, it tells us about to cease from anger, meaning that we're, we're to stop being angry. We are supposed to put an end to our anger and to our wrath. And it says, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, but to do good, as you mentioned in verse 27, that we are to do good. And this brings me to mind more and more of the life of Jesus, that he committed himself to his father who judges righteously when he was being faced with wicked men, wicked rulers, wicked religious people. He always committed himself to his father who judges righteously. And yeah, he did good. He, there was not something that he didn't do that was good. There was Jesus always did good. And we're told to rest in Christ and to patiently wait for him. What does it mean to wait for him, to patiently wait for him? If we turn to Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. So a person who is waiting, they find hope in his word. And it is very interesting about the word hope. Hope is just means you're in, in a state of expectation. And that's what the Bible is saying in Psalm 37 verse 5, that you're supposed to commit yourselves to the Lord. Like hand over your ways, your everything that you're feeling to the Lord and trust in him because he is going to bring it to pass. So Psalm 135, it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. So what does it mean to hope? Does the Bible have an answer for us? Romans 8, 24 and 25 says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we wait with patience for it? So hope is not something you, that you see. So hope cannot be experienced with the senses, with the eyesight. Mm -hmm. There has to be, as it says here, if we hope for that we see not, then we, then we do we with patient wait for it. Yeah, and it says hope that is seen is not hope. So that's really interesting. Exactly. So the person who are taking the word of God, they are patiently waiting. They're learning from 
Christ. They're learning to be meek. They're learning to endure patiently the trying of their faith. They're, they find themselves in the circumstances of evildoers who are committing things that are wicked, wicked schemes. Just looking at these few scriptures, there's just so much encouragement here because, you know, as we look around in our world, it's obvious that there are, that there's evil doings in our world. And, you know, it can, it can seem like there's no hope and like what, what's going to be done and what should we be doing? And, um, you know, people look, look to the future and, and oftentimes they're filled with fear and anxiety and God, God is a loving father and ultimately God's going to be the one to render justice and God is not indifferent of of the things that are being done on this earth and he sees he sees and he hears everything he knows and God is so merciful he's telling us you know to rest in him and to not to not worry about the evildoers and that's how you know when we have the peace of Christ the peace of Christ it may not be, it's not necessarily excitement or a high feeling all the time, although although there are definitely, you know, we have spiritual highs and stuff in our life, but the peace of Christ is really a deep abiding peace that no matter what we're going through, no matter what anyone else is doing to us or to someone else, we can have the peace of Christ in our hearts and we can have that hope and that abiding trust and rest in him. And that's how we can have the experience, you know, if we're being persecuted, to have the same reaction that Jesus had when he was persecuted. It's because he had this rest in the Father. And Jesus had Jesus had the Old Testament. So this these verses we're reading in Psalms, you know, Jesus, those were the words that he lived by. He studied the scriptures and you know, I just, I'm just wondering that verse in, in Psalm 37, where it's saying, fret not thyself because of evildoers. You know, I, I wonder if the Savior ever quoted that scripture at times, or if that scripture strengthened him in the face of persecution. I'm just, you know, he, he lived by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And during his lifetime, he, they only had the Old Testament at that time. So very inspiring, very encouraging. And yeah, I, I, we encourage you all to read the entire chapter of the psalm. You know, as, as we encourage to read the whole Psalm 37, as my wife said, that we are to endure some of the things that, are, that the that evildoers are doing. And in the New Testament, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he, he's also writing to us. In, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 3 and 4. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that worth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So here we're told that we can endure hardness. The word hardness is meaning trials and sorrows, affliction. And it gives the illustration as a good soldier of Christ. 
Christ being the captain, Christ being the commander, and that we're to please him who had chosen us to be a soldier. So in the same way, we can take all of our cares, all of our trials, and not fret ourselves, but trust and rest in Christ, and he will bring it to pass. So everything that that we deal with, every aspect of our life, whatever circumstances come our way, is because Jesus has allowed it. For the purpose of really, for us to really trust in him, to take upon his yoke, because it says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, Christ is inviting us. He's saying, come on to me, all ye that are labor and heavy laden. And, it's, and it says that we will find rest because it says he, that Jesus is meek and lowly in, in heart. And then it tells us to, to pick up the yoke. And the yoke of Christ is really simple. It's to do good to them that are persecuting and to pray for those who despisely use you. So fret not yourself because of evildoers, but commit yourself to Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you.